Hey, greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Steadfast and Loyal Program. Folks, Lieutenant Carl Allen West here at Watchtower Firearms. This is the uh, custom design uh, AR-15 that was just made for me. It's got my Steadfast and Laurel logo there. On this side, you can see my signature, my master parachutist wings, of course, American flag. And I just want to tell you that you can't be a great American unless you have a great American weapon. And that's exactly what Watchtower Firearms is building. Great American weapons all American parts manufactured right here in the great state of Texas. And oh, by the way, the, uh, let me see, where is the serial number on this one? TX1836. If you're from Texas, I think you know what that means. God bless you. God bless Washtow. Hey, dead center. Yes. Hey, greetings, everyone, and welcome back to the Steadfast and Law program. You know, everyone is focused on what's happening between Israel and Hamas there in the Gaza Strip. But without a doubt, we need to be concerned about the loss, the purposeful loss of operational control of our own border. And I can't think of anybody better, really, to talk about day-to-day -day what he's seen uh, down in that border and a person that lives down in that area, Del Rio uh, area, Eagle Pass, Kenny County, which is right there, a uh, hot spot area. And that is my dear friend, Sergeant First Class Walter West II, United States Army, retired. Uh, we're not related, but we act like we're related in many different ways. But Walter West is a former fire police and paramedic and hazmat technician since 1990 and a specialist in human trafficking and critical infrastructure and security management. He was the chief of legislative council and government affairs and safety consultant for veteran A. HSSE LLC, and he is a former member of the Republican Party of Texas State Republican Executive Committee and is Sergeant of Arms. And so I want to welcome, welcome my dear friend Walter West to the Steadfast and Law Program. How are you doing, Walter? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Now, you're all over the place down there. Have you like stopped at, you know, someplace at, at home or where are you right now? So, yeah, right now I'm in my uh, Del Rio home. I've got okay. a couple since I've got a I've got a couple hundred miles spread through here between basically from Lajitas to Laredo is my sector. So we, we do a lot of work on the border uh, with the uh, one of the contracts I've got um, on the flip side of that. We uh, there's a lot of consulting I do with different sheriffs and different uh, municipalities uh, throughout the area. What is the greatest concern? What is the greatest thing that you can share with all of your travels and living down there uh, along that border? 
with the audience here at the Steadfast and Loyal program? <clears throat> well, the uh, honestly, the biggest concern is just the numbers of military-aged men that are coming in. Uh, they're they're obviously the teenage. They're they're fit. They're getting in every. You'll you'll see about fifteen men to every one woman and child combination. Uh, sometimes they loop a couple women, couple kids together. Um, you know, but at the same time, I mean, it's this is this is the most ridiculous I've seen it. Two to four to six thousand people a day coming in, just down between Eagle Pass alone. Uh, and and that's you know keep in mind that's with one of the bridges closed. The Biden administration has closed one of those bridges. The state of Texas uh, has got its wire up, the concertina wire, and yet the Border Patrol keeps cutting the wire to let folks in when, you, you know, they've got operational control of the bridge. Uh, Eagle Pass is losing money because people aren't paying the toll coming across. And with that, especially with the one bridge that the Biden administration has shut down. Now, the interesting thing you just brought up, so Eagle Pass uh, is losing money because people aren't paying the toll to come across from Mexico into Eagle Pass. It's right there on the Rio Grande River. But yet the resources of Eagle Pass are being tapped into because of these, you know, thousands a day, as you just uh, said, four to six thousand a day who are coming in and draining their emergency management resources, things of that nature. Uh, how does that balance out? It, it, it doesn't. So everything... People throughout America don't realize this is all being footed. This is being footed on the bill of the local taxpayer. Yeah. Um, whenever, whenever the people, you know, we were griping about the buses with Abbott. And we saw the buses were working, things like that. The, the, that's all a big farce. You know, Abbott is only transporting less than 5% of what's come across out of Texas. The Biden administration is the one filling up the Democrat cities, but but yet nobody wants to say that Abbott looks like he's the strong dog to his base. The Democrats get to blame Abbott for it, it without saying, hey, it's actually Joe Biden. It's, it is the Joe Biden administration. The numbers from CBP uh, for DHS and the numbers for the, Tex uh, for the Texas Department of Public Safety, they both jive. We've, we've shipped out 37,000 people out of Texas that Texas taxpayers have paid for. The other million, that's all Joe Biden. You could do the math yourself. So either the local municipality taxpayer is getting screwed, the overall Texas taxpayer is getting screwed, and the American taxpayers are getting screwed. And in essence, what we're doing is we're bringing in all of these single military-aged males. So basically, we're purposefully and intentionally setting ourselves up for what we just saw happen over there in Israel. Oh, you're... Uh, and and just remember this, yesterday we had an Iranian national come right yes. across there to Eagle Pass. Yeah, I, I heard. I mean, actually there's been a report of four and then also two Lebanese nationals coming across. You know, wh what, what is it that, you know, we, for whatever reason, we have surrendered operational control of our border, being at the federal government, being at the state uh, government, and the local level government, just they're just overtaxed. I mean, going down to Kenny County, which sits in between Del Rio and Eagle Pass, you can see that. What What is there to gain from individuals completely, you know, abdicating their constitutional duty and responsibility to protect the sovereignty of this state and this nation? You know, that's been my number one problem. Uh, just recently, matter of fact, a week and a half ago, I went down, well, three weeks ago, I filed a criminal complaint. Uh, a week and a half ago, I sent it up to the attorney general's office. 
And the criminal complaint is on the two supervisory agents in Eagle Pass that are seen when Greg Abbott tweeted out the video of them cutting the wire and pulling it away. Uh, that's actually a violation of, and you're going to love this one, of the communism sabotage, uh, sabotage and sedition laws that were brought into effect back in 1995. Mm -hmm. uh, it was actually legislation written by Democrats, and it's under Chapter 557 of the Texas Government Code, uh, specifically in the criminal complaint that I, I filed with the Maverick County Sheriff's Department. Um, the uh, uh, I'm awaiting the body cam. I actually requested the deputy put a body cam on, so I wasn't being a jerk or anything. I didn't want to look like one of those guys that, uh, you know, I'm a sovereign citizen type thing and always yeah. throws that up there. Uh, I, I I was very professional. Um, you know, I, I let them know, hey, this is this is what's coming. But you know, no nobody has come forward and said, hey, we need to figure out what's happening. The 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 governor declared an invasion under. Uh, I, there's a guy a couple of years ago that was running for office, and the first thing out of his mouth was uh, section one uh, was the Article One, Section Ten, Clause Three of the Constitution, and uh, that's exactly what the governor has done. Uh, I guess it's taken him nine or 10 years now to, to, to get it out there. But uh, uh, after we spent these billions of dollars, the, the governor actually alerted everybody to say, hey, this is an invasion. We're doing this. He made a declaration, threw it out there uh, on his official websites, the whole bit. So I thought for sure that the national security would now be put above the migration issue. And, and the migration issue um, is should never be trumped by national security. And that's exactly what that what that law is for. If you go into the Texas uh, government code, it specifically states that anybody damaging state property that is meant for national security is committing a felony. And uh, we have those two agents. And actually, since then, it's just been that they've just been cutting wire left and right. And and we're finding out that the, the Department of Public Safety sitting down here, they're doing nothing but collecting a paycheck. They're doing nothing but spending uh, money in the hotels. They uh, they they do get involved in the chases and whatnot. They, uh, uh, the Texas military members, now they have detoured people. They have said, hey, get back. But then the, the illegals just go right around them. And the yeah. Border Patrol opens it up and lets them all in. Now, it's a great thing. You just brought up our Texas National Guard members. And, you know, everyone understands that the governor of Texas is the command of the Texas Military Department. And Article 4, Section 7 of the uh, Texas State Constitution says one of the duties and responsibilities of the governor is to repel invasions. Do you see our Texas National Guard members with the right type of rules of engagement to say, nope, you're not coming in here uh, into the state of Texas. Do they do they have the right type of equipment? Do they have the right type of training? Do they have the right type of orders? Do they have the right type of rules of engagement? So, uh, Alan, you remember July the 5th, that early that morning back in 2021, don't you? Yeah. We, we were down there together in Star yeah. County. Yeah. And I, right I, there, I, there on was the banks a of the Rio Grande. Yep. And that's actually very near the island that they just took over, uh, the, the 130 acres that they just took over and made a big deal about it and planted the very small Texas flag uh, down there close to Fronton. But, uh, um, you know, we had a, we had several people that were with us in that group, and there was a 68-year-old lady that uh, a very dear friend of mine, and she was better armed and better protected than the three National Guard members that were down there with us while they were leading uh, the people across the river mm -hmm. in boats. And, and on top of that, that was back during the uh, uh, COVID was still a big uh, well-to-do in the state. The, the, the governor hadn't quite 
figured out what he was going to do. The, the federal side of the house, they didn't figure out what they were going to do. Uh, and we had people coming over hacking and coughing 10, 10 week old babies, 10 day old babies, uh, and watch them walk all the way up. And, uh, at that point in time, I believe those were Texas national guard member, yeah, national yeah. guard members under Texas authority. And yeah, they, they, it, it was like another day for them. They, they were just babysitting. And at some point I was, I was going to be, con- I was very concerned on several different occasions since then with the national guard members I come across because they're never kitted up. Well, now they are, but they're, they're, they weren't prepared at first to meet the bad guy if he were to come across. If, if the boogeyman were to come across, they were not ready to go through things that we went through overseas. Uh, and, and it was just kind of a, a sign of the times for me. We're, we're seeing now, I, I actually think that Abbott accidentally got it right whenever he hired the former border agent, uh, Mike Banks, as, as the uh, border, uh, the Texas borders are. Uh, that guy right there has been poking the bear on these federal agents. And, and I'm, I, I'm waiting once... Once we get something back on this, I'm waiting for a state trooper or a local sheriff uh, to to actually arrest a couple of the agents that are undoing the defense of the state because the federal government has clearly uh, ceded its, its its role defending the nation, whereas the governor picked it up. And, and honestly, I think there's posturing, to be honest with you, and I think nobody wants to be the one to take up this mail. Let's talk about this uh, very disturbing illegal immigrant sanctuary that's really come into the public light called Colony Ridge. Uh, what's your assessment and analysis of what is going on there just a few miles northeast of Houston, Texas, which is third or fourth largest metropolitan area in the United States of America? Charlie Foxtrot, um, and that's about the, 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 the wildest I can put it. Uh, I've lived around, that's that's the area I actually grew up in. Um, yeah. That's six miles away from my original home. Uh, been back there. That's been a problem for well over 20 plus years, uh, although the Colony Ridge stuff didn't take off until uh, 2011, I believe, uh, is what the uh, Mr. Harris had stated on the uh, the Michael Berry show last week. It was, it was kind of an eye-opening experience listening to him with his verbiage. Uh, if you look at that, being a former firefighter in uh, – uh, back in the 90s, you know, I was a building official and fire marshal. So the fact that Liberty County itself has never brought itself up to the codes and standards of 2010, 2000, it's it's literally Uncle Goober still running the place. Hmm. And where they were against things coming in when they first came in in 2016, within a year, the county judge, who now apparently is going to be outgoing county judge, he's not going to run again now that everyone's on the hot seat. Um, you're seeing that their de- the development that happened there just got way out of hand. There were no co- codes, no standards, no ordinances. Um, you, you really have to look at the local politicians. Uh, the fact that that county grew by um, uh, just the, the 75,000 people that are supposed to be there, uh, they're saying possibly illegal aliens. We have legislation on law enforcement being able to deport. That right over there is is one of the biggest mistakes that Texas has ever made. And it starts with the fact that the count on the County level, they were not, uh, they were not cognizant of what their responsibilities were. I, I mean, from the sheriff on down to uh, on up to the judge, to the County commissioners that were there at the time. And, and at the, at actually where that thing was originally started at 
uh, Plum Grove was a city that de-annexed themselves from all that. So you've you, you've got a uh, uh, you've got an area where this guy was able to come in and he was able to uh, donate land for fire, police, EMS. Uh, the sheriff has yet to put a station out there, uh, even though the land's been donated for years. There are schools. They've got schools that are out there. There's all sort of tax abatements that have come about on that. And, and that's that's uh, you've seen with Cleveland, Cleveland ISD has mm-hmm. tripled their school size. And, and you know, you got to love those people. They won't pass a, a school bond. Um, so they don't they don't want to foot the bill. They're not going to and they're not going to foot the bill. And this literally is a quagmire. You see that the governor was a very big, uh, uh, a big uh, donation um, recipient from the from the developer out there. And the first time he gets to, to defend his friend, what does he do? He throws him under the bus. <laughs> so that that should tell you exactly what we're dealing with. What what is the resolution for it? Because to me, you're you've just created like a law enforcement no go zone right here in the in the middle of Texas, and you know it seems that the rule of law does not uh, apply. And when you look at the millions of dollars that that land developer did give to Governor Abbott and other members, uh, being it congressional members or state house members. I mean, is this one of these things where, you know, what should be done is pushed aside because of campaign contributions? Oh, no. Well, and, and which is the funniest part of it, because with Abbott being the largest donor, um, uh, the, 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 they had the one five point five million. But I think there was even more than that over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, he now he wants to investigate his donation. I mean, that doesn't this literally should be something kicked up to the federal side to see yeah. if there was any improprieties. Well, hopefully we will get to that. So as you continue to operate down there along the border, give us your top two or three points that you think would make a difference down there on the border with the experience and expertise you have. And then I want to talk about the human and sex trafficking uh, crisis that we have here in Texas. So what are the top one to three things that you think we could do to rectify our situation down here to go? Understand, not from the federal government level, because the Biden administration is not going to do anything. But what can we do at the state level? So actually, I think the state just needs to take it over, period. At this point in time, I don't care if you get another Republican governor, uh, president in or, or whatever. Um, once once you've been screwed like this, the, the nation there is no way you can return back to that. Oh, we're going to let somebody, a Republican, that's going to secure the border. They've been trying to secure this border for, for how many decades now? Mm-hmm. Uh, and nobody's pointing out the fact that Barack Obama is the one who built the most amount of wall than all of the other presidents combined. So so that's a, that, that's, that right there is something that folks really take, need to take a look at. Uh, we have all this rhetoric. We're going to build a wall. We're going to do this. Well, look at how much the wall is costing us right now. It, it's uh, they just announced it was going to be 23 million a mile 27 months ago. Now they're sitting at 10.08. And this is this is the Texas Facilities Commission out of their own mouths in their open meeting. Um, they've done 10.08 files for nine hundred million dollars. Seems a little bit more than 23 million a mile. We're up in the 90s by then. Um, they're going to close it up with 65 miles by 2025, Christmas of 2025. And they're going to spend 38 billion dollars. We've. We've already spent since 2010 close to close to 16 billion dollars alone. We, we've had other avenues, other options out there. One of the options that I'm pushing is Earthlock. Uh, if you go to Earth, www.earthlock.com, no K, um, you're, you'll be able to find 
that there's actually a solution that's, that's built out of Deer Park, uh, the Laporte area, Texas. You know mm-hmm. where the San Jacinto Monument is because of yes. the, the great victory we held. So this is a solution of Texans by Texans that the Trump administration approved un- until he was kicked, uh, bounced out of office. And then uh, and then all the contracts went nil. Yeah. And, and at that point in time, they sped up the people coming in uh, right now, trying to recover where we're at. Uh, the I'd say the number one thing would be for, for Texans to come in and say, look, we need to physically close the border between the point, the ports of entry and make sure everything that comes through uh, down low does not come through at all. They need yeah. to repel the invasion. Mexico let those people through their country. Yeah. Mexico needs to take care of those people, not us. You know, because the whole thing about asylum, uh, that is when you hit the first country. Of, of entry is not you go through five or six different countries and say, oh, this is where I want to be. Final thoughts here. Uh, this, this scourge of human and sex trafficking, how do we rectify this? How, how do we get to the bottom of this? Because right now the, the cartel making more money off of the human trafficking because, of course, you can use a human in sex trafficking. You can use a human over and over and over again instead of the drug side of the house. And how... On top of that, how we know where these cartel leaders and members are living, you know, in the open here in Texas. Can we finally go after them and go after their accounts and freeze their accounts so that they're not living this lucrative lifestyle? We this is something I've been discussing with several of the sheriffs uh, for years now. We finally got it up to where we could get a grant from Operation Lone Star and then they threw another wrench in the system. We could have been started on, gotten started on this stuff back in back in uh, April, May, June, sometime. Uh, but the bottom line is is the folks, the Department of Public Safety doesn't have any. They don't have good human intel, and that's what they need. Um, they need to be able to get into Mexico. We we physically have Democrat Congress members calling for the U.S. Army to go down there and take care of the cartels. That that's physically something that came off the Texas border. So when the Democrats are, are repeating what we've been saying for years, and, and you and I both know uh, we've got special operators who can go down and do that. I, I don't know if I want to get us caught up in a in a lengthy war or not, but we can definitely assist the Mexican government, as corrupt as it is, uh, to, to, to take out the proper people. Uh, at the end of the day, they use places like Colony Ridge, um, the, the National Forest. If you go to, to Portland, Oregon, I, I've been up there on several operations, uh, California. Uh, all into Texas, Houston is the sex trafficking hub capital of this hemisphere. And wow. you've got to think about how many people live in Mexico City and how many how much stuff gets actually reported in Houston with the ports, the rails, the buses, the airplanes. Uh, it, it's it's unreal the amount of transient traffic that moves through there. And, and to pick up a kid, uh, to, to, to talk a kid into to meeting with you online somewhere, the, I, the guys that run the internet computers against children, uh, programs that's got to be the most heinous job i mean it's 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 you have to be a special person to do that because i read some of that stuff and that those those investigators have to have to perform in in due diligence of the law and i thank god i'm not a cop anymore because i'll go straight back to the iraq days where we kick in the door and we just well, we start hitting the bad guy with the bad stuff yeah well I, I don't know what it's going to take to to get someone in the elected official realm 
to wake up and understand that they took a note to a constitution being a United States constitution or a state constitution and to you know protect the people and to restore the rule of law. Walter West, where can people follow you and all of your travels down along the border here of Texas? 1,249 miles that we share with uh, a country that is really destabilized. And uh, I don't think the Mexican government can be trusted. I don't think that this president, Obrador, wants to solve the situation. I think that he is very happy to see these transnational narco-criminal terrorists have operational control over the borders. But how can we follow you? So I'm, I'm actually on, on Twitter, which is starting to build. We're starting to do more Twitter spaces. Uh, it's at TX Bacon Nation. So, you know, people know me as the Texas Bacon Master. That's it's been since my Afghanistan days. And somehow it came back to hit me in 2009. So I, it stuck. But uh, I've got that. And I've got Bacon Nation on uh, on um, on Facebook. Uh, and, and you know, you'll see a lot of my stuff out in West Texas. I, I get to I get to go through some of the most beautiful uh, backcountry you've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, every time I do, uh, I've run across a couple of illegal aliens that have to be apprehended. You got to wait three to four hours for a cop to get there. And I think that we should talk more about West Texas than we are, because that's where the people that don't want to be apprehended, detained, noticed, or whatever, that's where they come through. Am I correct? Yes. Oh, totally correct. And if, and I know you're out there in Kenny County, I'm, I'm right next door. I see Brad about once a week. And, uh, um, you know, 30 to 40 percent of his business of smugglers comes out of the Houston area. Mm. So pe people need to look at that. Uh, they need to look at how much is being uh, requested. I I'm on I'm on Facebook and on social media inside Mexico and uh, we're able to translate what's happening. And you would not believe what the U.N. because the U.N. is working here in the, in, in the United States. They are in Eagle Pass. I've, I've got pictures mm. of their vans driving up and down our highways and they are they're facilitating this yeah. and anyone in our government that is working with those NGOs, those are traitors. That's sedition right there. It those is are the absolute, charges that need to come It is about. absolute sedition. And furthermore, I cannot understand how on social media, if you talk about facts and the COVID-19 shot, you will get kicked off of social media, but we're allowing cartels to coordinate human smuggling operations all along social media. Walter West, thank you so very much for being with us on the Steadfast and Loyal program. And watch your six down there, okay, my friend? Cool, I'll catch you, sir. Cool, thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for joining us on this episode of the Steadfast and Loyal program. Special thanks to my dear friend and maybe distant cousin, Walter West. If you enjoyed this program, please click the like button and share it with others. And until next time, steadfast and loyal. Before they burn it down.